about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. as we get started. Father, we thank you this evening that you are the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our guide and our comforter. We speak peace to all of us in here this evening that we have an ear to hear, a spirit to grasp what the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us this evening. We speak peace upon this place in all of our lives. We humble ourselves before you and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way and every person that's here this evening, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, this is the first of five se sessions in September that we're going to be speaking on Kingdom of God finances. Our first session this evening is going to be <clears throat> a little slow start, if you will, simply because for a couple of reasons. One, I want us to revisit a couple other things. I've been... Uh, preparing things for weeks and weeks now, over a month for sure. And uh, a couple things came to me in doing that, and I said, well, you know what? I'm going to take a few minutes when we first start and begin to tie some of those in. <clears throat> uh, I guess the first thing I'll share about is in December 22nd. How many know what day of the week that was? I don't expect, I don't expect you to know. December 22nd was a Sunday. Pastor Tom ministered. We're going to mention a few things that he, men that he mentioned <clears throat> and how they're going to tie into everything. On December 22nd, 2019, Pastor Tom ministered on perception. How you see things in the spirit. He shared this statement. You must see beyond in order to go beyond. You must see beyond in order to go beyond. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is the one that enables us to do that if, oh, here we go. We've got to put a qualifier in there. If we're willing and obedient. Willing and obedient affects everything in our life. <clears throat> but it's a blessing when we can keep ourselves in that position to be willing and obedient. I bring up this about perception, spiritual perception, for a reason. It's needed for us as we continue to go on in 2020. We have already witnessed this several times this year. And for that, we are thankful. <clears throat> there is no reason to stop now. We need to continue to perceive the things that the Spirit of God points out. And you and I, when we're our regular position, if you will, if we can say it that, we'll be there listening to Pastor Minister. And if you haven't already observed, certainly he can be teaching you something. You can be taking notes on it. And then the Spirit of God will bring something else into your being, just like that, into your spirit being, into your mind. Well, that's something specifically for you that he's tying to you. 
And the task is to try to get that written down along with what he gave at the same time. It can, it can be a task on time, but it's a good thing. <clears throat> so we don't need to stop doing those things. We continue to do that. We should come to, we should come to Sunday and Wednesday services on time. You say, well, why always go through that? Well, because I think it's important. Generally, the most of us probably eat at least one meal a day, and some of us maybe three meals a day, <clears throat> whatever the case is. But the point being, our spirit man needs to be fed as well. And certainly the hope is, the design and the desire is, that the only time our spirit man gets fed is not just when we come here on Sunday or Wednesday. It can be tender, especially if we're taking notes, that gives us something to go on and work with in the intervening time. So to come on Sundays and Wednesdays, to be on time, it is important to be on time. When the fullness of time has come, the Bible says, well, we want that to be on time, and we want to be on time when it happens. So it should be a part of our life to be on time, be prepared to take notes, and ready to enter into whatever the Holy Spirit is, and I chose this word specifically, orchestrating that day. Orchestrating. That's exactly what it is. You have a conductor up the front of an orchestra and doing all these things to keep them in line and all. Well, the Holy Spirit orchestrates things in the body of Christ. He orchestrates things right here on Sundays and Wednesdays. And we can recognize that <clears throat> and become part of it. So all I had to do with December 22nd, 2019, we're now going to jump to the last Sunday in 2019, <clears throat> which was December 29th. On that last Sunday, Pastor Latasha and myself ministered on the upcoming new year of 2020. Now, if you recall, Ben made some remarks on that this past Sunday at the conclusion of Pastor's teaching. <clears throat> Pastor Latasha used a song. Anybody remember what that song might have been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, def she definitely going to remember. Pastor Ben mentioned it this Sunday. I can see clearly now. And one thing that I found very interesting on that, because Pastor Latasha shared first on that Sunday morning, when she had completed her remarks, I shared. And when we were all done that day, I spoke to her afterwards. I says, you know, I had that song, I can see clearly now, and I thought to myself, I should try to get that hooked up someplace and see if Patrick can do it in the sound booth. But I'd never done it before, and obviously he's well able to do it. And so I told her that afterwards. And uh, you remember that, don't yeah. you imagine? So that's, that's extremely interesting. There was something about that song for that day, obviously. <coughs> uh, on 8.30, 2020, can't forget that one. I mean, that was like a couple of days ago. <coughs> This past Sunday, at the end of Pastor Tom's message, Pastor Ben came up and shared about vision. And he made a remark about bringing in some type of eyeglass, a telescope or stuff, or binoculars or whatever. You see, we already have a start on them. I have one I brought with me, Brother Ben. 
Will that suffice, will it? That's an object lesson, folks. Object lessons are great. Don't ask me why that alarm's going off now, because I don't have one set for that, but I wonder if it's going to do what it's supposed to later, but we'll see. We won't jump to conclusions. Pastor Ben came up and shared about vision. He mentioned bringing in the magnifying glass or a telescope as an object lesson. He also mentioned this same song that we're talking about, not knowing I was going to touch on that for this week. Something about that song. And... uh, Okay, yeah, I'll share this one last thing, I guess. I just automatically covered some of it there. But jumping back to uh, December 29th of, la- of last year, the last Sunday, I mentioned Pastor Latasha shared and I shared some. And I wrote down one of the things that I had specific on my sheet. I said, I prophesied that 2020 will be a year of increase in vision, in perception, in ministry, and in finances. All of those things have come to pass. Amen. But guess what? They're not done coming to pass yet. Amen. We've still got several more months. The best is yet to come. Yes. And that's what we need to be able to see and believe in our hearts and, and allow the Spirit of God to give us insight and direction on how we fit into that. All of us fit into it. We're in the kingdom of God. The question is how we're going to appropriate it and what portion we're going to allow it to have in our lives. So that's the first thing I wanted to touch on this evening by way of looking back and seeing where we are now. Everyone does have a notes handout sheet, I think. Like if you should happen to see somebody come in late Uh, Jose's got the papers back there anyhow, but we'll make sure they would get a handout. I say welcome to everybody that's here, and especially if we have any newcomers, that meaning this is the first time they've been in one of our classes. We welcome everybody. What is in your mouth will affect what is in your wallet. You see, you know, why are you trying to get into my wallet already? So I'm not trying to get into your wallet. The Spirit of God may be trying to get into your wallet, but because he wants to help you, he wants to put more in that wallet that's there now. In everything that we share, you will see the scriptures. You will see it is the will of God. And what needs to be, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. God wants you and I to live in abundance. Always has, always will. And it says we yield ourselves to that and appropriate that. So what is in your mouth will affect what is in your wallet. You say, well, what's that going to do? Well, what's in your mouth would be words. And we need to speak words that agree with the kingdom of God, that which already is, has already been taught us, that we understand. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 
So I'll, I'll, the words from my mouth will affect things and absolutely will affect what's in our wallet. And that's just an example. In other words, it could be what's in your bank account, whatever it is. So, All right, the first scripture we're going to look at this evening is Leviticus 27 and 30. <clears throat> and you'll see several scriptures here in the Old Testament this evening. Part of the reason they're there, and you know something now thinking that I didn't include some in the New Testament, but I could and I will probably before we end. But the tithe, the Bible tells us that the tithe is holy and it belongs to God. The word tithe means a tenth. In your life and my life, it should mean, it should come to mean that is the first tenth. In other words, to keep things simple, if you made $100 a week, if you did, <clears throat> the first tenth of that $100 would be what? $10. Mass scholars, that's a good thing. <laughs> Kingdom of God needs them. <clears throat> and so the tithe, we honor God with our tithe. And if we do not return the tithe, well, then we're not honoring God with that tithe. And we'll go on and see some scriptures that deal with that. If we want to walk in the full blessing of God, and he wants us to, then we have to cooperate with the kingdom of God and all that his, his word drives us to. Okay, let's look at Leviticus 27, 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's, it is holy unto the Lord. So the tithe in reference to this verse belongs to who? Of the tree. It is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Again, that's one reference. And it's helping us to see. When any of us got born again, probably we were not tithing before we got born again. Very, very, very possible because you probably didn't have a clue what the tithe was. And I didn't either. None of us would have. But when you begin to find out about it and what it means is in, in its importance is, that's why I make sure we share on this this evening. We're going on. We're going to be here for five Wednesdays in this month. And we're going to be progressing as we go, but it's basic that we understand what the tithe, in, tithe is so we can cooperate with him and allow the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it to come upon our lives. That is his desire. <clears throat> okay, the next one is Numbers chapter 18, verse 26. Numbers 18.26 Thus speak unto the Levites and say unto them when ye take of the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them for your inheritance then ye shall offer up an heave offering of it for the Lord even a tenth part of the tithe. 
that could be a little bit wordy to follow, especially if it's the first time that you're seeing it and hearing it. But it's talking about, well, let me read it one more time, then we'll mention a few things. Thus speak unto the Levites, those were the priests, those were the ministers, and say unto them, when ye take of the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you, the children of Israel's, they were to tithe. Their first tenth went. That first tenth went to the Levites, the ministers. <clears throat> That's how they sustained. You take of the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them for your inheritance. Then ye shall offer up an heave offering of it for the Lord. A heave offering of it for the Lord, even a tenth part of the tithe. So in other words, in the example we used a minute ago, if somebody made $100 a week, the tithe meaning a tenth, their tithe would be $10. Well, these would be all the children of Israel bringing their whatever the amount was. It certainly probably wasn't $100 a week back then. But the point being, all that they had, that came to the tribe of Levi. That's how they get sustained. And he says, take a heave offering for the Lord, even a tenth part of the tithe. So all that they received in the tithe, they were then to turn around and return a tenth of that. <clears throat> so even the, priest, even the priesthood that received tithes from the people, they gave tithe also to the Lord. All right, let's look at our next one, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10 is what we're going to look at. i give you a minute to find it in your Bibles. It's a neighbor to Psalms, if that helps you. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the, what? First fruits. We're getting right back to the first part, the tenth, the tithe. Again, the word tithe, when we read it in both the Old and New Testament, that's what the definition of the word is, a tithe, a tenth. And it's the first tenth that's holy and belongs to God. <clears throat> and so that's what he's saying there, calling it the first fruits with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thy increase, so shall thy bonds be filled with things. So in other words, if you were going to do that, if you were going to honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase, according to God's word, which is true, he said, so shall thy bonds be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. We have to sometimes uh, many times just coming into the kingdom of God and beginning to learn of these things understand that 
People don't always understand the background of what they're for and why not. But the tithe is meant so that we can honor God with that. We can come in agreement with his word and act upon that so that he will be enabled to bless us. He does not need your money and my money. The kingdom of God's doing fine. <laughs> if we have people and businesses on this planet that become billionaires, well, folks, we're talking multi, 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 multi trillionaires in heaven. Whatever the figure wants to be, it doesn't even come close to comparing the kingdom of God. <clears throat> so, we want to align ourselves with what God wants. Now, can I tell you that, well, God wants everybody in here to be a millionaire by next month. No, I wouldn't tell you that. I would sort of doubt that he wanted everybody to be a millionaire. Not that he's holding it back from everybody, but it would be depending upon where you're at right now. I can tell you this. <clears throat> this is not in my notes, so this is hot off the press, but I will be a millionaire. Amen. I will be a millionaire. I absolutely will be a millionaire. I do not have a million dollars in any account I got right now. In fact, it's quite self of that. <clears throat> but I know where my next meal is coming from. But absolutely. And I have been, well, we don't need to go into all that. <clears throat> What was the next verse I was going to talk about? So, but I will stay with that verse. I will become a millionaire. I will, absolutely. And you know why? I don't mean because i got 14 businesses going on the side and we're, we're doing this and we're doing that. I'm talking about the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow. That's what I'm depending on. You say, well, it's a verse. It's Old Testament. What do you think you can do with it? Let me ask you this. Do you literally believe John 3.16? Yes. For God so loved the world that he gave... His only begotten son who none should perish. And we're banking on that when we hope that baby stays true because we're going to go up there. Well, when he tells us some of these other ones and we ain't even got to anywhere near any of them yet, <clears throat> we need to put as much faith in those verses as we do in this verse because God cannot lie. Absolutely God cannot lie. He doesn't intend on lying, so... Moving right along, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 10. Let's give you an easy one for you. It is the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi <coughs> chapter 3, verses 8 to 10. Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 to 10. Will a man rob God? Question mark. Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, well, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Hence, that's why we're going over this again this evening. If anybody doesn't know, doesn't understand hasn't appropriate, hasn't seen the importance of the needfulness of to return the tithe, which is the first tenth and holding belongs unto God. That's why we're going over these things tonight. They robbed him in tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Pretty strong language. Yeah. 
but you can believe it was the truth when it was spoken in that, and for that reason in place. Here's the answer, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That is the word of God. Your or my experience may differ a little bit in that right now, wherever we are at. But that is the word of God. And all of us had to come into this entrance. We got born again. Praise God for the new birth and what changes that it made in our life. And we begin to be in church and begin to learn the word of God in many different phases. And then this came up. Well, it's something that we have to accept because it is the word of God and go on from there. Because it is designed to be a blessing for us. It's already told us it can be a curse when you don't. We don't, need, we don't want any part of the curse. The adversary is very busy trying to do that to us now anyhow. But we give no place to him. <coughs> so Malachi. All right, now, uh, I'm going to make one more little commercial here, whatever. <coughs> I say it's a commercial. <laughs> I'm not selling anything. I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm thinking of you, and especially if there's new believers among us. If you've ever heard of the Bible software, eSword. eSword's all you got to remember. It's easy. Just Google that and you'll find it. It can be on your Android phone. It can be on your iPhone. It can be on your iPad. It can be on your desktop, whatever it is. And the price is tremendous. It's only like, what, $955? Oh, oh, no, wait a minute. I, mistake, mistake. Here it is, F-R-E-E. -E. Say what? Yeah. Four letters. F-R-E-E, it's free. And after you use it for a while, I've been using it for years and I still don't exhaust all the things about it and understand everything in it. But we got some younger generation here that's probably quite handy at that. And so then you'll probably get to the place where you want to send this ministry an, an offering. Because they said, what in the world? I'm shutting up, puppy off. Forget you. I don't even think I KO'd it there yet, though. Sorry about that. All right, and so that, I brought this up because I, I use the Bible on the iPad. And sometimes, depends how good the fingers are working, it may take me longer to get a reference than you may. But the one thing I extremely love about it is all these different Bible programs that come with it and different versions that come with it. And I'm going to give you an example of this right now if I can move along here. All right, this same verse that we just looked at, Malachi 3, 8, and 10, I'm going to read you three other descriptions of that. And the first one's going to be in what they call Bible and basic English. Not that it means anything to you now, but this is why I, I just turned to it that quick. Press a couple of different buttons and I'm there. The Bible in basic English in Matthew 3, 8 to 10. Will a man keep back from God what is right? But you have kept back which is mine. But you say, 
What have we kept back from you? Tents and offerings. See that word tenth? That's what the literal meaning is in that word when we read tithe anyhow. Tents and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have kept back from me what is mine, even this whole nation. Let your tents, I almost seem like I'm not even pronouncing that word right or whatever. I hope you see what I mean. Let your tents come into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and put me to the test by doing so, says the Lord of armies, and see if I do not make the windows of heaven open and send down such a blessing on you, there is no room to receive it. That's what the Bible in basic English version says about those things that we read in the King James. All right, now I'm going to go on. The CEV is contemporary English version. And believe me, I don't have them all on here, so I <clears throat> just want you to see some of the different things here. All right, reading from the same verses in the contemporary English version. You people are robbing me. And here you are asking, how are we robbing you? You're robbing me of the offerings and of the 10% that belongs to me. That's why your whole nation is under a curse. I am the Lord all-powerful, and I challenge you to put me to the test. Bring the entire 10% into the storehouse so there will be food in my house. Then I will open the windows of heaven and flood you with blessing after blessing. We certainly do not believe that God lies, do we? Absolutely. It should, be in a, it should come up, sudden alarm off, uh, 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 something wrong. Can't happen. Impossible. Again, something what he's saying. One more will be done with this. Same, same references. In this version, it's called God's Word. <clears throat> Malachi 3, 8 to 10. Can a person cheat God? Yet you're cheating me. But you ask, well, how are we cheating you? When you don't bring a tenth of your income in other contributions, so a curse is on you because the whole nation is cheating me. I don't imagine we could say the whole nation in the United States of America, but I would say there's, man, must be massive, massive, massive percent. But again, you and I are one of those people who don't know, don't know a clue what you're talking about. So, <clears throat> but anyhow, this is the way God looks at it. Verse 10, bring one-tenth of your income into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of armies. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and flood you with blessings. <clears throat> and those are just three different versions of the Bible from the ones you and I may normally read from or whatever. But they can bring out different insights that can aid us from time to time. And so if you forgot that reference and you'd like to, like to know, after service, just come see me. I'll give you that reference again for the sword. <clears throat> Okay, you cannot talk the curse and walk in the blessing. 
Well, sometimes I don't, I don't feel too good about that blessing. I haven't seen it showing up recently. Well, don't give up. Let me ask you this. Have you literally seen heaven yet? You still hope to go there someday, though, right? Oh, yeah. Well, what, ooh, what's going on? I haven't seen heaven lately. Well, but we're still hoping it's there. We're still believing that it's there. You cannot talk the curse and walk in the blessing because they oppose each other. Absolutely oppose 100%. The blessing of God and the curse. So you and I do not want to be speaking curses on our life specifically or anybody else's life. Well, I, I wouldn't go around cursing anybody. What if you began? I'll tell you what, he's, he talks about that money. He said, you're going to be a millionaire, he told him. Big deal he is. Yeah, but I, I got a light bill to pay. And a blah, 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 blah. Forget the blah, 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 blah. If you have a light bill or whatever it is that you have a need for right now, take these scriptures right here, go to God with them. Because this may very well be either somebody that's here or is going to hear by the recording or whatever, first time they ever heard of it. God wants you and I to come to him. He is there. I mean, there's, we'll go over pages and pages of notes over these next few weeks. God wants you and I to come to Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord. Amen. He absolutely wants us to do that. And so these are for us. So our part, don't talk the curse. And it can at times, depending on what the situation is, sort of be easy trying to fly out of there. And sometimes it may. Well, if that curse flew out of there and you're born again, guess what's going to happen? Your ears are going to hear, oh, no, 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 you never should have said that. And you know it right down in here also, but you already let the thing out. Well, there's this thing called repent, ask for forgiveness, and move on. That's what he would want for us. <clears throat> but do not talk the curse, because you can't talk the curse and walk in the blessing because they oppose each other. Numbers chapter 13. <clears throat> Press the right button here. I should be able to find it. Numbers 13 and 30. Oh, yes. Caleb said, you ever heard of Caleb? <laughs> if you haven't, you will. Caleb said, go up at once and possess, for we are well able. Hallelujah. Your possession is in your profession. Our profession comes out of our mouth. Your possession is going to depend upon your profession. Let's read part of this. <clears throat> Numbers chap excuse me, Numbers chapter thirteen, verse thirty. Caleb told the people to be quiet. Wait a minute. I'm on a different translation. I gotta get back to King James here, so I don't have to, but I want to. One of the reasons why I, is there a bucket of water someplace I can throw this sucker in? I don't know what in the blast. I thought that was the puppy that shut it off, but shut it off. 
Well, I had it for a long, but I don't need to go on off 1,400 times. When it gets to be 9.30, I'll let you know. So, okay. Just shut the whole phone off, Ben. It's fine with me. Because I get this rig here. What's that? To turn it off? Yeah. Well, uh, sister, this is where the millions are at. Come on now, sweetheart. He told you. He's forgetting the code. Hang on, folks. We'll be waiting a minute. This is all right. This is what's called live TV. We can handle it. So. Uh, well, it's already on again, I guess. Okay, no, now I can turn it off. Go, go back. As I was saying, you know what? Caleb didn't have these problems. <laughs> he wasn't professing nothing about the iPhone or anything else. <clears throat> but here we are. Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report, the Bible calls it, of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, and the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. How in the world do they happen to think they know what the other people saw them as? But that's what fear will do for you. That's what a bad profession will do for you and all. But Caleb stood right up. He says, we are well able. Let's go in and take it. <coughs> so again... What comes out of our mouth is extremely important to all parts of our life to include the subject matter we're looking at here in this month. But all parts of our life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We want to eat the fruit of those good things. Caleb, possession is in your profession. Oh my, look at the next verse, Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs, again, is a neighbor to Psalms. We're going to the 18th chapter. <clears throat> and we're going to look at the 21st verse. It'll do us good to look at it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Look at the verse before it, 18.20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his... A what? Mouth. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. With the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Is this the word of God? Yes. Is this as true as John 3.16? Yes. yes, it is. Is it as true as by his stripes we are healed? Yes. It's the same God that we're dealing with. The almighty, fantastic God. 
and it spread everything before us. Everything. Jesus got us out of that kingdom of darkness, redeemed us. He died for us. When you boldly speak the word of God out of your mouth, it is seed to produce a miracle harvest. Let's say that one again. And again, that's why we got these sheets. You can look these over in the morning, in the night, and look the scriptures up again. When you boldly speak the word of God out of your mouth, see, that is what's important here, out of your mouth. Well, my wife usually does that. Well, my husband usually does that. Well, for sure, if I go on Sunday, Pastor Tom's going to do it. Those are all good. But how about your mouth? Because death and life are in the power of your tongue. When you boldly speak the word of God out of your mouth, it is seed to produce a miracle harvest. Now, that miracle harvest could be in your health, could be in your forgiveness, could be in your ministry, could be in your money. Seed produces after their kind. Is there anybody here, anybody here this evening that planted any type of garden this year? What did you give me one item that you planted? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. That's all right. But you're going to eat them, so that's a good thing. You can have a few slices also. It'll be all right. So. <clears throat> but, so in other words, if your uncle planted the tomatoes, but you're going to get them, at some point in time when you go out there and look and there's the vine and there's these little balls hanging off there red, you won't be shocked about that. Should she be shocked about that? If I was growing them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Death and life are in the power of your tongue. So, Okay. Let's see if we can get ourselves out of this one. <clears throat> time for a drink of water or something, drink of something anyhow. So. The point being, seed produces after its kind. If they literally planted tomatoes and they go out and check at the proper time and these watermelons are there, well, thank God for them too, no problem. But hey, something happened in here and it just ain't exactly clear. Supposedly planted tomato seeds and now we got watermelons coming up. This ain't happening. Not in God's word. Death and life from the power of the tongue. What we speak is what's going to come to pass. That's what's going to happen. So that's why it's called seed when we mention this. <clears throat> when you boldly speak the word of God out of your mouth, it is seed to produce a miracle harvest. And seed produces after its kind. You'll hear that phrase over and over and over and over. Old Testament and New Testament. Because that's what it is. <clears throat> All right, another statement for us here. Your vision, mindset, and destiny is to become seed-minded and not need-minded. We all have needs in our life at different times. Sometimes they're greater 
than others or whatever. But we need to understand the difference between seed and need. And then, whatever way I want to phrase it, I guess, blessed as it is, we're blessed because God teaches us about seed, time, and harvest. You plant a seed, there will be a harvest. That harvest will be whatever, you, whatever seed you planted. Well, I, I like cucumbers. Praise God. Make sure you plant cucumber seeds. And don't be alarmed when these green things start to get long and look ready and they taste good or whatever. <clears throat> but did you know you don't necessarily have to plant cucumber seed? What if you planted, I don't know, what's something... Some of us are finicky eaters anyhow, so it's probably not a good subject to go into it. Name some other thing that you want. Asparagus. I don't like asparagus. Some people probably love them. My wife loved them. <coughs> but I don't. But anyhow, if you plant asparagus seeds, you're going to get asparagus. But did you know you could plant other seeds? You could plant health seeds. You could plant healing seeds. Well, if you plant healing seeds... What do you suppose would grow up? Healing. Healing. Absolutely. What do we think he put them in there for? And guess what? You can plant financial seeds. And guess what you're going to reap? Finances. Absolutely. Genesis 8.22. That should be relatively easy to find. If I hit the right button, I might be getting close to it. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Praise God for water. While the earth remaineth... Uh, is it still here, do you think? Yes. yes. As far as I know, I'm on terra firma right now. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. This is a declaration of the Lord God Almighty himself. It ain't changing from this. But what we're grabbing out of that, seed time and harvest. There will always be seed time and harvest. There will always be times for you and I to plant financial seeds to reach financial blessings for your life or somebody else's life. You can plant a seed of X number, I mean, a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter. It doesn't really make any difference. It really does not. Especially somebody just starting out to say, well, I don't have all this money. I can't do that. What have you got? Do you have a dime or could you get a dime? I don't carry any change, so I wouldn't be able to give you one this evening. So, But the point being, don't let anybody ever intimidate you on the amount that you plant the sow in the kingdom of God, the financial seed. Don't ever let anybody do that. God looks on the heart. Man looks on the outward. 
And your, your ability, your desire, your motivation to do that so that you can cooperate with the law of seed time and harvest, he absolutely will honor that. And then he will take it from there. It's an exciting journey, I can tell you that. It absolutely is. Especially the more we allow ourselves to get into the word. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's a hint that some people wrongly divide it. But if your heart is right, and you're asking the Spirit of God, and you allow the Holy Ghost into your life, and then you ask Him, whether it's in the morning and the night, doesn't make any difference what hours you find some minutes and some time to slow down and to read and to study or whatever, He'll work with whatever you've got. Your schedule doesn't bother Him a bit. And then give time for the Holy Ghost to speak to you. And you'll see things, I mean, I cannot tell you the times in, in preparations for this yet. We're not anywhere near into everything. But, and you can tell when it comes. I mean, when you're first starting, you may not necessarily recognize that. that I know I didn't at times. But all of a sudden, hmm. And like I've said, when I mentioned earlier, we're taking notes. Pastor Tom will be preaching away, and I'm trying to get many notes as I can. But then all of a sudden, something else comes, boom. That's going to tie right in with that, with what he wasn't even saying. But it's what the Spirit of God's bringing up. You want to make sure you try to get that one down also. So sometimes I'm just putting a letter or a word or two, that's it. But when I go back to that, I may not go back and look at those notes, for, let's say, for three days. But when I do and I see whatever little thing I wrote there, just like that, I'll know what that's about. And then I can begin to look at it. <clears throat> All right, where are we at here? Very good. And we're going to leave it because our harvest is coming up already. But here we're going. We're going to the New Testament, believe it or not. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. I can pretty much assure you that you will see this reference of these chapters again before we get done in the five weeks. And I'll tell you why when we're closer to that point and when we're dealing with it. I'm supposed to be finding 2 Corinthians 9.10. Okay. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 9.10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So I like that phrase, don't you? Multiply your seed sown. It says, now he that ministers seed to the sower, guess who that would be? Now again, a brother or sister can give you some seed. They may give you some type of greenback or whatever in some certain denomination. And that's seed, but that will produce after its kind also for the individual that sowed that into you. But here, God is the one that sows these things. Now he that ministered seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Multiply the seed sown. You ever heard these figures? 30, 60, and 100. If you have not, you will. In more than one occasion. 30, 60, and 100 fold, the Bible calls it. You say, well, man, that's a pretty good return. Bless God, it is. 
30, 60, 100 fold. 100 fold is going to be huge, but even the 30 fold sounds good. Yes, it does. 30 fold. Suppose you sowed seed into your neighbor. You felt the Spirit of God prompting you. You wanted to cooperate with the kingdom of God and the word of God in the area of finances. And you felt impressed that you should give the sister or brother, whoever it is near you, you're going to give them $10. You're going to give them $10. You get a greenback. You can do it. You can afford it. You want to do it. And you're actually a little bit excited about doing it. Because <laughs> you want to see this word he's been talking about. Is this thing going to work or what? Well, the Most High is the one that makes it work. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, you can't go wrong. So anyhow, I'll make one point and we'll go on. So this individual gave the brother or sister, how much money? Come on now, 10 bucks. Well, and so it's hit 30, 60, 100 for, let's, let's just start with the 30, that'd be fine. So what would 30 times 10 be? $300. Oh, I only gave them 10 bucks. These are the figures God uses. And so just try to encourage for us to see. The Bible specifically uses the figures 30, 60, and 100 fold. We need to allow our mind, allow our spirit to adjust what the Word of God is telling us and say, well, I can't be because I'll tell you what, from my backup, yeah, from my backup, <clears throat> you better back up to get the backup straight. So, <clears throat> But from my upbringing, we'll put it that way, I didn't have a very good upbringing, especially speaking home life, home situations, and even what the home was. That's another whole story. <clears throat> but the point being, I'm not in that life net situation anymore. I am now in the kingdom of God. And I read all these promises, what God wants me to have and what he's going to do. If I, you do this, I'll do that. He can't lie. <clears throat> All right, where was he at? Second Corinthians 9.10. Read that once more and we'll go on. He that ministers seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. <clears throat> Let's go back to Proverbs again, please. Proverbs 10 and 4. We've got your fingers moving all over the Bible tonight, but that's all right. That's a good thing. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4. <clears throat> this is a very important one also. Proverbs 10, 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Really? They're going to use that word rich in the Bible? It's yeah. sort of worldly, isn't it? No, not in the least. 
<clears throat> Here's another interesting thing about these particular resources. Right now we're reading in the King James. If you're reading in the King James, <clears throat> you'd think I'd be selling this thing or something. Like I'm telling you, it's free anyhow, but it's a blessing to you. Uh, but when you're reading the King James, every word in Old and, two, Old and New Testament has got a number by it. And you click on that number and it's going to bring it up, whether it's in the Hebrew, the Greek, whatever it is, and it's going to give you the definition of that word. And you'll be surprised sometimes of what you actually find out by doing that. So I don't know what we're going to find out by doing on this one, but I'm going to do it anyhow. Proverbs 10, 4, the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Diligent. <clears throat> A decision, an eager decision. Active decision. And how about maketh rich? To accumulate, chiefly to grow, to make rich, to wax rich. I think it might have something to do with rich. <clears throat> but again, these words are in there for a reason, and that's something that you and it need to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. The way we grew up, what we think, what we're used to and all, we're now going to choose the kingdom of God, what he's provided for us, what he wants us to, what he wants everyone. He would be delighted if every Christian, well, not even on planet Earth, let's just say if every Christian in the United States, how about every Christian in Florida, how about every Christian just in TCVC begin to comprehend and allow this, and then all these, they begin to operate it very well in massive amounts of money coming to them. So they will be enabled to help others, not just to squander on yourself. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He'll be right there watching us. It'll work or not work. <clears throat> All right, let's look at the last line on our handout, if you would, again, please, as we're wrapping up here. How are we doing? You must walk in love to walk in the blessing. You absolutely will have to walk in love to walk in the blessing. You may have been doing some things sometimes, say, what in the world is going on here? I mean, yeah, they should receive quicker than this, and what, what's happening? You may want to check up on your love walk. And again, as we mature and grow, if you've been shot with somebody, if you've been cutting somebody off, if you've been, let's hope not gossiping or something or whatever, you're going to know that right off anyhow. The Holy Spirit's living inside you. You really, you know, no, 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 you don't want to go there. Yeah, I, I, I don't get peace of my mind. You ain't got too much left, so just take it easy. So, <clears throat> We'll only be hurting ourselves because we have to walk in love. Did Jesus walk in love? He let him know a few things a few times also, but his love was drastically demonstrating what he did for you and I. We have to walk in love to enable ourselves to walk in that blessing. And then one more, I guess. I see it on the end of the Galatians 5, 6. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6.
For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. You and I are absolutely going to have to be able to walk in faith in the word of God that he gives us and shows us if we have any expectation and hope and desire to increase in our financial life as we follow his principles. And you have to walk in love to walk in the blessing. But this was specifically tells us, Galatians 5, 6, in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. If you wonder why your faith's not working sometime, check up on your love life. And again, when we allow the Holy Spirit in our lives, he'll be sending you a little message. He might not send you a text, although he probably could, but you will get the message, something not right. And you'll feel that. I mean, it's, it doesn't fit in you. You'll actually feel something from it. So we have to walk in love and our faith will work by love.